So I, I hope we can pull it together well. Your show will be great. We'll see about this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this episode I spoke with Chauncey. He's an artist and an art curator. He has a lot of really cool stuff going on, so check the show notes to see how you can come out and see some of the things he's doing. If you are an artist and you'd like to contribute to some of his upcoming curated projects, um, once again, check the show notes. We'll make sure you can see how to get involved. For now, please enjoy Chauncey. Okay, Chauncey, thanks for joining me today. So uh, just to get things kicked off, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, let's see. Well, I live in Salt Lake. Uh, I uh, I have a day job that's, you know, boring, but I uh, I also work full-time as an artist and a curator, um, single dad, uh, and that, uh, yeah, that occupies most of my time. <laughs> okay, so a curator for what exactly? Uh, so for, for museums, for galleries, uh, it's not something that I studied, uh, so I don't have... Uh, I don't have a degree or anything, but my my background in in the visual arts uh, has been pretty lengthy, and uh, I've had a few places uh, let me do shows there, and uh, as a curator, and uh, and that kind of spread. And now I've got places that uh, that request me to come in and curate shows, kind of a kind of a freelance gig. So something I uh, I do just kind of on the side. I don't make a lot of money at it, but that's pretty cool though. So you are an artist then. Um, what kind of art do you do? Uh, all of it. <laughs> uh, I it's kind of all over the place. I experiment a lot. So uh, and I'm I'm self-taught. So I started with portraits. Got bored doing portraits, so I've moved into figurative work. Got bored doing figures, started abstracting them, and then became completely non-representational, and then eventually moved into collage and assemblage, which is what I, I do primarily these days. Um, so a lot of uh, cutting up images, finding random objects, and making either uh, like two-dimensional collages or... Uh, found object sculptural works okay that's cool stuff is there like a lot of an upcycle element into that as well or uh there i think i think there is a little bit i mean it's kind of inherent to the the medium um so but i i do i do purchase some materials new uh a lot of it is just things i find i'm a i'm a dumpster diver <laughs> I love uh, going out to the Great Salt Lake, um, out around Saltaire. There's always people are always dumping stuff out there, and uh, so I'll go out and scavenge, pick things up, and bring them home, clean them up. Uh, I find a lot of bones, so I use a lot of bones in my work. And that's awesome stuff. Um, at the end, I'll ask you a little bit more about that because I'm I'm way into that idea. So one of the things I was going to ask you is it sounds it sounds like you're talented in in the art side of things is there anything um any talent that you've worked at 
that you want to master that's just been hard to come to you? Uh, you know, mostly it's, I've just focused on the, the visual art. I always, I studied poetry for a long time. Um, kind of wanted to go into that, but I, I realized I'm a pretty mediocre poet at best. So, <laughs> so I stick to reading it these days. So you don't write that often anymore or, or do you write for your own, but just with no aspirations of doing anything with it? Uh, I, I write occasionally, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I get pretty busy with, with the art, uh, sure. the art practice and with working and having a kid. And, um, so these days when I write, it's usually writing an exhibition proposal or artist statements or, you know, the kind of boring stuff. <laughs> but the, the background in, in poetry really, uh, just in, in writing in general, has been really helpful in in developing that as a skill. Okay. So, well, that's pretty cool. So, creativity is is kind of your. You, you seem to live in in the creative world, um, both professionally and on the hobby side of things. Um, do you have any sort of hobbies that are more mechanical, not not so creative, like bowling or anything like that? Or? <laughs> uh, nothing that I'm terribly good at, but uh, no, I. I do like to spend as much time as I can uh, out hiking or exploring out in the desert. Or, uh, I, I I like cycling. Um, you know, not not I would never uh, not good enough to do any races or anything. But I just I enjoy I enjoy riding. Um, so I mean, some outdoor things, backpacking, you know, kind of standard Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so you definitely, um, make the most of your surroundings. That's kind of cool because you've mentioned outdoors, um, kind of the natural world. You're also reusing, um, elements of kind of what the manufactured world has produced and it's kind of creating this fulfilling existence for your creativity. That's pretty cool to, uh, be able to live in your world and, and leverage all aspects of it, um, in a creative way. So it's pretty admirable. Um, so, <laughs> kind of, kind of moving a little bit from, uh, creativity, just kind of on thought processes. Um, I find a lot of artistic people, they're really good at finding things to kind of fascinate over. So what fascinates you more? Um, is it like the grand scale of existence, like the universe and how large and vast it is? Or does more of the, the day to day connections of things, um, kind of more on the micro level fascinate you more? Blows your mind more, I guess I should say. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess, I mean, a, a little bit of, a little bit of both. Um, I'm trying to think what, uh, cause lately, uh, the, the, the kind of themes that have been occupying my mind, both, both personally and, and professionally as an artist and as a curator are ideas about, um, kind of universal experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, so things that, that all of us experience in, in some form. Um, like I just, uh, I just curated a show at the Bountiful Davis art center. Uh, we, we just took it down yesterday, but it was, uh, it was called Ars Moriendi, which means the art of dying. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, you know, death is, is probably, you know, the single most universal <laughs> thing. You know, it's the one thing that's uh, like, that's going to happen to every single one of us. And, uh, 
And so I get kind of fixated on those things and ideas about, uh, you know, love and relationships and loss and change. And, you know, those are kind of broad categories, but, but they're things that, uh, that all of us experience in, in some fashion. And so I, I don't know if that falls into more, more specific or more, more broad, but. No, I think, I think you nailed it. It's, it's both. Um, so to kind of branch off that, what, I, I, if there's any fear attached to it at all, or even uneasiness, are you more uneasy by your own meta- uh, mortality or those around you, like close to you? Uh, definitely more uneasy with uh, other people's mortality, the people that I'm close to. Uh, I, I had an experience several years ago where I thought I was going to die. Um, like just weird health issues that the, I, you know, I was in the ER, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Um, and, and I just remember I was laying in the hospital bed, uh, you know, nobody, like nobody could figure out what was going on. And I just thought to myself, like, I guess this is how I go out, you know, two o'clock in the morning in a, in a hospital surrounded by people I don't know. I hope I remembered my wallet. I don't know why that worked its way in there, but uh, <laughs> you know my insurance information was in there, so make it easier or something. I, I don't know. They had me pumped up on morphine, I think. So, <laughs> but that idea that uh, you know it was there. There was a kind of comfort with the idea, like like I'm gonna die. I know it. So, uh, you know, and and I'm I'm an atheist, so the idea of dying is not not particularly scary to me. Like the idea that everything just kind of turns off. Um, like there, there is a, a weird uh, uneasiness about the idea of nothingness, mm-hmm. but I won't be there to feel that uneasiness <laughs> if I'm right. I mean, you know, there's always the possibility that I'm wrong, but, uh, but so it doesn't really bother me. But when when the people around us die, and I, I've experienced a, a, a lot of that, um, you know, it's just suicides, drug overdoses, uh, weird health issues, um, you know, losing friends to cancer, uh, you know, that's I, I'm here to experience that loss, sure. and and it, and so. Uh, so yeah, I definitely I, I I grapple with it more on on that end for sure. And along kind uh, of go with that, when you experience loss and it doesn't have to be of someone, but just something you consider major loss, do you process that by by facing and working through it or are you the type to work through kind of distractions and kind of have a longer letting go process? Uh it's Kind of, I, I alternate. Um, I kind of oscillate between the two. Uh, I so I deal with a lot of like depression and anxiety. You know, kind of a typical artist. Uh, but uh, and so so approaching loss head on, I, I think, is necessary to to properly process it um, and and to be healthy about it. But uh, it becomes overwhelming, and and so I do take on distractions as well. Uh, just, you know, so trying to, trying to kind of maintain a, a balance, I guess. Okay. And then obviously you have your, uh, creative world that you can lean on, but, um, what, 
maybe maybe you don't, but do you have any time wasting activities that are your go to? Or do you stream TV? Do you fall back and listen to music? Um, anything that just lets you unplug and unwind? Um, it depends on the day. Uh, I I kind of feel that way about hiking. Uh-huh. Um, and I can get out in nature, away from people, away from the city. Um, uh, that that's kind of a good uh good like reset button. Um, if I don't have that time, I I do uh, sometimes I'll just put in headphones and go go and walk. Um, you know, I I live near downtown, so I can. I'm I'm within walking distance of the city. I'm within walking distance of, of City Creek Canyon. So I kind of have a, a, a number of options there. And if it's just hanging out at home, you know, I've got a couple of TV shows I watch periodically, uh, kind of stuck on Gotham these days. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of throw myself into those a, a little bit, but I have kind of a short attention span. So I, I have trouble sitting through movies or tv shows i need to be up and moving and doing something yeah so you mentioned you live near downtown salt lake city it's a city that has a lot of misconceptions about it um a lot of people think it's stuck in the 1970s um but it's pretty you know it's pretty progressive as far as um cities especially kind of out here in the west go but uh what about you do you have um, a lot of misconceptions that people have about you, and if so, are you okay with them, or are there things that eat at you that people maybe just don't quite understand? Uh, well, I'm, as somebody who's never really been understood, uh, I'm fairly comfortable with it. Um, I, I I recognize that, that Utah is kind of a it's kind of an alien place, really, um, and and Salt Lake in particular. Uh, is is fascinating because it it is uh, it's kind of where all the more more liberally minded progressive people kind of gravitate toward, and everything surrounding it is is more conservative, uh, and uh, and so you get a, an interesting kind of dichotomy there. Um, but I, I found like when I travel. And people find out I'm from Utah. The first question is always if I'm Mormon, um, and, and that comes with its own uh, it, its own set of of misconceptions. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think I've I've just always dealt with misunderstanding, and so I'm uh, you're comfortable. I'm not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably a good place to be. Um, so we're almost out of time. So I'm going to go to my uh, last two answers and or questions. And uh, first one I always ask is, what are the things that annoy you in life? And again, these are the petty things. These aren't the important things like people being mean to each other and that kind of stuff, but the actual petty things that you let annoy you. Uh, m- most of it has to do with driving. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Popular answer uh, from Utah. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> Then on the flip side of that, uh, what makes you happy? What what just flip your mood right around if you've been having a bad day? You know, that's a harder question to answer. Um, I guess there'd probably be a, a handful of answers, but um, you know, I've got I have a, a handful of friends that I'm very close to, and you know, the the random random text messages or 
uh, you know, my, my kid is almost 18 and I still get hugs every day, you know. Um, so, so those things, the, this, those sort of close personal relationships. Okay. Uh, Meaningful connection. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's fantastic. And that's a, that's an excellent way to kind of, um, top things off. But before I let you go, um, is there anything that you would like to throw out there that I didn't touch on or that I should have asked? Well, I don't know. I hadn't, uh, hadn't really, hadn't really thought about it. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. So <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, it, it is kind of a spring it on you moment. Um, okay. So, you have a lot of personal projects going on. Is there anything that you'd like to throw out there that people could check out or anything you'd like to kind of, uh, well, I can't even think of a word. Um, I don't know, shout out to anybody or anything you've got going on. Uh, yeah, actually I've got a couple of things, uh, happening. Um, in January, I have a, a solo exhibition that I'm preparing for. That'll be up at the Bountiful Davis Art Center. Um, and I'm also curating a, a show, uh, co-curating with uh, another artist named James Reese. Uh, and that'll be in January as well at the Woodbury Museum. Uh, that's kind of paying homage to uh, Matthew Shepard. I don't know if you yeah. remember his story. Uh, yeah, very, uh, very clearly. Yeah, and if if there are any artists listening to this, we do have an open call for entry. Uh, I don't know when when this will go up, but um, but the open the the call for entry is open through through the majority of November at least. Okay. So, okay, well, this will be up within you know within a week. But um, a- afterwards, let's get the info sorted out, and I'll help you uh, get the word out a little bit on that. So, all right, cool. Very nice. Well, thanks for spending some time here today. It was fun. Uh, you're, you're definitely, uh, the first artist that we've had. So that, that's been fun to kind of pick your brain on, on some of those things and seeing how your brain works. But, uh, thanks for coming along. And, uh, I, I'll definitely have to get out and see some of your stuff because it sounds really cool. Well, cool. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. I've, it's, uh, it's been fun talking to you. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Have We Met. If you want to find us online, you can go to our website, which is havewemet.net. You'll find information there on how to apply to come on the show. All you need to do is give us a name and the times in which you're available to record. We'll reach out and work it out with you. You don't need any fancy equipment. Uh, You probably already have everything you need. We'll let you know. Um, You can also find us on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash havewemetshow, or on Instagram, at Have We Met Show. The music from our show is Demons by Will Turpin. That's found on his solo album, Serengeti Drivers. You can get it pretty much anywhere they're selling music online um, or directly from his website, willturpin.com. Oh,